This is episode 304 on the 25th of December 2020. Another exciting episode on the slab tonight, so stay tuned. This is Saurabh and you're listening to my favorite talk show, The VG Show with Aditya. Regardless of what happened a week ago, India will not only win the 20 over World Cups scheduled in 21 and 22, the 50 over World Cup scheduled in 2023, and the Test World Cup to be scheduled soon. Not only will these tournaments be won, but the fall guy, Prithvi Shaw, whose technique has been Dissected ironically by those individuals whose techniques have nothing special. He will be the player of the tournaments in all these tournaments. And that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. Rab Kohli, who is no longer a part of the tournament, was right on the money when he said that India's performance in the previous match was being made a mountain out of a molehill though some pseudo-experts agreed to disagree. So the opposition retired sportspersons, that is the former captains, former players who were lucky to play even for the duration they played for, using the mind game's advantage that they think they have, have gone on to say that it will be a 4-0 whitewash and the team has no hope. These are nothing but hyperboles and overselling the Australian performance in Adelaide. And then add to it the churlish and the childish media reactions. Battered before Boxing Day. No hope. Prithvi flaw. These are the kinds of headlines being used to put that psychological pressure on the team. And then there is a mayday call for Rohit Sharma to play as soon as possible. Well, if you remember, till eight years ago, we didn't want this particular individual in the team. And then when he was promoted to open the batting, he changed his attitude, started making runs, started smashing centuries for fun. And now we cannot think of a team without a certain Rohit Sharma. Well, let me predict, seven to eight years from now, the attitude will be the same as far as a certain Prithvi Shaw KL Rahul is concerned. If you have read my article, The Missing, where I said that there is so much focus on Virat Kohli that they forget that this is a team sport, not a singles competition. This is not tennis, where there is one Roger Federer in one match, Nadal in one match and Djokovic and the others in other. But then over the years, cricket has never been a team sport like football, hockey or basketball. It's always about a single person. It's only 13 individuals who are on the field at one time. And out of the 13 individuals, only two are active. While rest of the 11 individuals are mostly Passive. Such batting performances on away tours could easily deflate a unit. Such 
childish and childish comments deflates my confidence in an already zero credible Indian sports journalist. While Virat Kohli and Mohammad Shami, who will be unavailable for the rest of the tournament, are good players, but it doesn't mean that the individuals who replace them won't be good enough. Remember, it's a shelf life. Once the players retire, another group comes. They have certain number of years to play. And once they go, another group comes. And it happens so on and so forth. Targeting a certain individual who is still trying to make his feet firmly in the team is easy. As pseudo-experts with their pluggishes and defamatory remarks think it's easy to target a 20-year-old who hasn't yet put his feet firmly in the team's confidence. So what would be my team 11 for tomorrow's match? Gil and Agarwal as the openers, Pujara at 3, Rahane at 4, Rahul at 5, Jadeja at 6, Ashwin at 7, Pant at 8, Umra at 9, Umesh Shadav at 10 and 1 between Siraj and Saini or even Karthik Tyagi to surprise the opposition team at 11. Apart from the flagitious churlish and the childish remarks by the pseudo-experts and the zero-credibility Indian sports journalism section of the media to compensate for the lack of coherent topics. Time zone issues have become the topic of conversation. It is a universal truth that Australian time zone is five hours ahead of India and has been ever since the concept of time zones, longitude, latitude came into the knowledge of humans. So why is a big debate being made of such a small issue that due to the time difference and the fact that Australia is five hours ahead of India, the matches start at 5 or 5.30 a.m. IST. What is there to debate about? This has been happening for centuries. On the other hand, countries such as South Africa and England are four and a half hours behind India. Well, South Africa is three and a half hours behind India, while England's time difference changes as per the season. In summers, it's four and a half hours. In winters, it's five and a half hours. This sudden concern and conversation around time zone baffles me. This was seen in this year's tour of New Zealand. As we know, New Zealand is seven and a half hours ahead of India, which meant that when the 50 over matches started, they would start at 2 p.m. local time. But because the Indian cricket board has a B in its name, which basically means bully, they forced the New Zealand cricket board to schedule the matches at 3 p.m. New Zealand time so that the watchers in India would get up at 7.30 a.m. and not 6.30 a.m. It also happened during the 20-over 
tournament in New Zealand. In New Zealand, generally the 20 over matches are scheduled for 7 p.m. local time, which means 11.30 a.m. Indian Standard Time. But the Indian Cricket Board in their bullying nature forced the New Zealand Cricket Board to schedule the matches at 8 p.m. New Zealand time so that the audience in India would watch the match at 12.30 p.m. If you look at how the other countries look at this, well, if any other country towards New Zealand, they don't force a change in timings. If the match is scheduled at 7 p.m. local time, that's how it will happen. It's the other way around as far as England and India are concerned. If a tournament is scheduled in India which starts at 9.30 a.m. Indian time, this means that if somebody is interested to watch the match from England, they will also have to get up at 4.30 or 5 a.m. England time. So this time zone debate is meaningless. If somebody doesn't want to get up at 5 a.m., then don't. But remember, everyone's beloved Australian Open, which starts at 10 a.m. local time, also starts at 5 a.m. local time in India. So why is there no debate about that? And the way a certain player has been targeted, I wouldn't call the individuals who are targeting his techniques as critics but as trolls and bullies and we know what to do with bullies. Ignore them and possibly fire them. This ends part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two. Welcome to part two of this episode. Tonight's song is titled Coast to Coast. So let's start. Look out the window for someone you know, but it all looks the same and time and again. It hurts you so you wonder if always you stand on your own. But here in your mind you'll get through this time. You are not alone. When time seems so lonely and your day seems too long, you wonder if you will ever get through and still be strong. With eyes full of sadness, you stand on your own. It tears you apart, but you know in your heart you are not alone. Coast to coast and land to land, we are together hand in hand. Coast to coast and land to land. This ends part 2 of this episode. Stay tuned for part 3. Welcome to part 3 and reading section 1 of this episode. Agatha Christie, The Labors of Hercules, chapter titled Lolinian Hydra part 1. Doctor, do you not think I know the female mentality? The village gossip, it is based always 
always on the relation of the sexes if a man poisons his wife in order to travel to the north pole or to enjoy the peace of a bachelor existence it would not interest his fellow villagers for a minute it is because they are convinced that a murder has been committed in order that the man may marry another woman that the talk grows and spreads this is elemental psychology old feel said irritably i am not responsible for what a pack of damn gossiping busy bodies think of course you are not poirot went on so you might as well come back and sit down and give me the answer to the question i asked you just now early almost reluctantly oldfield came back and resumed his seat he said curling up his eyebrows i suppose it's possible that they have been saying things about miss moncrief Jean Moncrief is my dispenser a very fine girl indeed how long has she worked for you for 3 years did your wife like her oh well no not exactly she was jealous it was absurd poirot smiled he said jealousy of wives is proverbial but i will tell you something in my experience jealousy however far fetched and extravagant it may seem is nearly always based on reality there is a saying is that not that the customer is always right where well, the same is true of the jealous husband or wife however little concrete evidence there may be fundamentally they are always right Doctor Oldfield said robustly, "Nonsense! I have never said anything to Jean Moncrief that my wife couldn't have overheard. That perhaps, but it does not alter the truth of what I said." Hercule Poirot leaned forward. His voice was urgent, compelling. Doctor Oldfield, I am going to do my utmost in this case, but I must have from you the most absolute frankness, without regard to conventional appearances or to your own feelings. It is true, is it not, that you had ceased to care for your wife for some time before she died? This ends part three of this episode and reading section one. Stay tuned for part four and reading section two. Welcome to part three of this episode and reading section two. P. G. Woodhouse Aunt's Omnibus. short story titled stiff upper lip jeeves chapter 19 and 20 the first thought was to wait till he had got through the front door and then nip out of the window which was conveniently open 
that I felt was what Napoleon would have done. And I was just about to get the show on the road, as Stiffy would have said when I saw the dog Bartholomew coming sauntering along. And I knew that I would be compelled to revise my strategy from the bottom up. You can't go climbing out of the windows under the eyes of an Aberdeen terrier so prone as Bartholomew as always to think the worst. In due season, no doubt he would learn that what he had taken for a burglar escaping with the swag had been in reality a harmless guest of the house and would be all apologies. But by that time, Robert Lowe would be as full of holes as a Swiss cheese. Falling back on my second line of defense, I slipped behind the sofa with a muttered not a word to a soul stinker, chap I don't want to meet, and was nestling there like a turtle in its shell when the door opened. People generally recognize at the Drones Club and elsewhere that Bertram Wooster is a man who knows how to keep the chin up and the upper lip stiff, no matter how rough the going may be. Beneath the bludgeonings of fate, his head is bloody but unbowed, as the fellow said. In a word, he can take it. I must admit that as I crowd in my haven of refuge, I found myself chafing not a little. Life at Tortelay Tars, as I mentioned earlier, had got me down. There seemed no way of staying put in the darned house. One was either soaring like an eagle onto the top of chests or whizzing down behind sofas like a diving duck. And apart from the hustle and bustle of it all, that sort of thing wounds the spirit and does no good to the trousered crease. And so on, as I say, I chafe. This ends part 4 and reading section 2 of this episode. Stay tuned for part 5 and reading section 3. Welcome to reading section 3 and part 5 of this episode. David Bandaki's The Fix Chapter Two, darkness, it awaited us all individually in our final moments. Moss Decker was thinking that as he sat in the chair and studied the body. Berkshire lay on a metal table in the FBI's morgue. All her clothes had been removed and placed in evidence bags to be later analyzed. Her naked body was under a sheet. Her destroyed face was covered as well, although the fabric was stained with her blood and destroyed tissue. Post-mortem was legally required, even though there was no doubt whatsoever as to what had caused 
the women's death. Walter Dabney, by an extraordinary twist, was not dead. Not yet anyway. The doctors at the hospital to which he had been rushed held no hope that he would recover or even regain consciousness. The bullet had tunneled right through his brain. It was a miracle he had not died instantly. Alex Jamieson and Ross Bogart, two of Decker's colleagues on a joint task force composed of civilians and FBI agents, were with Dabney at the hospital right now. If he regained consciousness, they would want to capture anything he might utter that would explain why he had murdered and Berkshire on a public street and then attempted to take his own life. Dabney's recovering to the point of being questioned was simply not going to happen. The doctors had told them. So, for now, Decker simply sat in the darkness and stared at the covered body. Although the room was not actually dark for him, for Decker, it was an ethereally bright blue. The near-fatal hit he had received on the football field had commingled his sensory pathways, a condition known as synesthesia. For him, death was represented by the color blue. He had seen it on the street when Dagny had killed Berkshire. He was seeing it now. Decker had given statements to the DC police and the FBI, as had the security guard who had joined him at the scene. There hadn't been much to say. Dabney had pulled a gun and shot Berkshire and then himself. That was crystal clear. What wasn't clear was why he had done it. Overhead lights came on and a woman in a white lab coat walked in. The medical examiner introduced herself as Lynn Wainwright. She was in her 40s with the compressed slightly haunted features of a person who had seen every sort of violence one human could track on another. Decker Rose showed her his ID and said he was with an FBI task force and also that he had witnessed the murder. This ends part 5 of this episode and reading section 3 and episode number 304 on the 25th of December 2020. Stay tuned for episode number 305 on the 28th of December 2020 where we shall talk about what all I watched in the year 2020. 20. For more awesome content, tune in to the next episode of the weekly show with other.